0: On episode number 167 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, we talk about how to work fewer hours, make more money, and spend time doing what you want in life with Joe Sannock, the author of
1: Thursday is the New Friday. See this glimpse into a new method of using the neuroscience to inform how we do our regular everyday work to get more done and to feel less stressed in the process. Hi, this is Garland Vance, author of Getting Unbusy, helping you to overcome overwhelm and be more productive. Dr. Brad Miller helps you to claim victory over adversity.
0: And welcome to the Beyond Adversity Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. So good to have you with me today. This is episode number 167 of the podcast, where we help you to grow through what you go through, overcoming adversity to achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. You can always go to drbradmiller.com, find back episodes of the podcast with great leaders and teachers, and find a free gift there. Let me ask you something. Were you influenced at all by Tim Ferriss' book of several years ago, The 4-Hour Workweek? I know that I was. And yet, there's still a little bit lacking in that and how to implement that. Tim gives us a lot of great clues in his teaching and his writing and his podcast and his, uh, his blog. But it's time we get an update on that process and learn how we can add more time be more accomplished in our life, make more money, and spend time with the people who are meaningful to us. That's the emphasis of our great guest author here today. Joe He is the author of Thursday is the New Friday, and he's going to be talking to us today. We're going to learn some things. We're going to learn and come to know how to slow down to gain more time and productivity. By the time we're through with our interview, we're going to feel the influence, a major adversity with his daughter and with his own health, which influenced his desire, his burning desire to transform his life from a 40-hour, 9-to-5 day to a new life where he is able to have his own work schedule, dedicate more of his precious time to his daughter, his family, and pursuing the things that he wants to do. If you come back after the interview to my comments We'll learn what to do about it, how you could implement some of these great uh, processes that we have in our conversation today with Joe Sanok. He blogs at JoeSanok.com, that's J-O-E-S-A-N-O-K.com, and there's some information there about his book, Thursday is the New Friday. You're going to love this interview, so let's get into our conversation with Joe Sanok, the author of Thursday is the New Friday, right now. Our guest here on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller is the author of the new book, Thursday is the New Friday, where he talks about how you can work fewer hours, make more money, and spend more time doing what you want. He is from the practice of the practice, where he generates innovative ideas to help people in the counseling profession to grow and scale their private practice. Our guest here today, Joe Sinak. Welcome to Beyond Adversity, Joe. Oh, thank you so much for having me here today. Awesome. Awesome. It is great to have you here. You're the author of several books, and you've got a new book uh, coming out uh, called Thursday is a New Friday. And we will get into all that in the process of our conversation here uh, today. But what we're about here is helping people find ways to overcome adversity, to achieve uh, peace, prosperity and purpose is what we'd like to say. And Joe, tell us a bit of time where maybe you face some adversity, which may be uh, uh, insightful to some of the decisions you've made that led to this book.
1: Yeah. So in 2012, I was working full-time at a community college uh, as a college counselor. Also had my side gig counseling practice and a a growing podcast at the time. So pretty busy life. Uh, But my my oldest daughter uh, right before her first birthday needed to have open heart surgery. Mm. And so that first year of life, uh, she was having these breast milk milkshakes where, you know, we'd be putting formula with the breast milk to try to get her up to weight and all these different things. Um, and then uh, right before her first birthday, she had this open heart surgery. So this little kid all bloated and big and just, you know, we're at university of Michigan around McDonald house and just watching your child go through um, just such a tough for, year of life. Uh, And then, you know, fast forward six to eight weeks and we get the all clear from from our daughter she's good right now she has no limitations her heart issues you know as now a 10 year old uh are, are not there she has annual checkups but uh right after we got the all clear uh, i was diagnosed with thyroid cancer so oh, we wow. thought we were about to leave this medical world just goodbye our daughter's healthy move on i'm diagnosed with thyroid cancer so we go back into the medical institution i have radioactive iodine treatment get my thyroid out um, you know now i'm you know, More than almost ten years post cancer, so uh, beyond you know where they worry about it. Uh, but in 2012, that that made me rethink a number of things. Uh, my grandma died that year. My best friend's wife had breast cancer. You know, those two kind of things within my family, and I started to evaluate my work at the community college and it was harder because I loved the work there. I had so much autonomy. My boss was amazing. It wasn't one of those situations where I had this terrible corporate job that I just wanted to leave. And it was something I loved. Uh, I absolutely loved the job. Uh, And I recognized that working the 40 hours plus the counseling plus the podcasting was not going to be sustainable for me. And so that's where I started to really implement some of the, the things that I talk about in the book so that by 2015, I could exit that job and work full time for myself.
0: Well, that is awesome. I didn't know, uh, Joe. You and I have something in common that way. My, uh, I had an infant daughter uh, who spent six, eight weeks in neonatal intensive care, and uh, that that was probably one of the worst times of my life. And that uh, daughter is now thirty five years old, and now has uh, now I have two granddaughters uh, from her, but uh, wow. I, I can uh, relate. That nothing's been more terrifying in my life than those six weeks when she was in intensive care, so that that helps you reevaluate, re- reevaluate everything. So now you've taken this experience you have had and you've put it in your books and in your teaching and your process of helping counselors and other folks in in the in the uh, therapy profession to. Uh, change their lives to be a little more manageable as well and that's part of what your book is here about but i'd like to hear through your own life and through what you teach in your books what are some uh, action points that you teach or maybe you've gone through that uh, help people to kind of break that pattern or
1: whatever it was what are some of the things you did or that you teach people can do what action points Yeah, I would start big picture that in general, to do our best work for the world, uh, we have to slow down that when we're burned out, when we're maxed out, that's not when we have our good ideas. That's not when we're most creative. Uh, You know, it's often, you know, we're in the shower and we have a good idea. We're out for a hike or we're on a long drive or we're praying or meditating. Uh, That's when we have our best ideas. Uh, And so starting with big picture, we have to slow down more than what we've been kind of living in this hustle culture. And I think in the, the podcasting and entrepreneurial world, so many people live and buy into that hustle culture that they just need to work that 60 hours to, to keep up. And that's just not true. The neuroscience does not support that. Uh, and so what are some practical actions that you can take or that I take within kind of that idea? Well, you know, this past weekend, for example, I thought through what are the things that I really need for myself personally, or that I need for my kids uh, in regards to how best to live the weekend. And so Figuring out, okay, I wanted to go for a hike with a friend of mine and go to the beach and then enjoy some time instead of just getting through the to-do list on the weekend and burning myself out so that on Monday morning, I'm just as stressed as I was when I exited the week. No, I want to be able to recuperate over the weekend so that I can do my best work moving forward Um, on a daily basis. uh, For me, meditation is a big thing for a lot of people that could be prayer or reading, uh, as well, you know, making sure that I'm putting good fuel into my body. So most days I'm, I'm having some sort of green smoothie that just helps me feel better. Um, getting eight to nine hours of sleep every night. Those basic things when we slow down that then unlocks your brain to be able to do the best work that you're called to do in the world. that you just touched on a couple of things I wanted to mention to you. One of them
0: was how do you connect with something greater than yourself, a higher power, meditation and things like that? Do you certainly see how uh, speak to how that is integrated into a process of helping one to uh, to change their life?
1: Yeah, I think when someone has a spiritual perspective um, of anything bigger than themselves uh, that's going to allow you to realize just how you can make an impact in the world, but also that there's plenty in the world that you have absolutely no control over. And so even just recently, I've been uh, diving into a lot of Michael Singer's work. Uh, He talks about how, you know, traffic and weather are two great ways to practice letting go of things because we have absolutely no control over the weather. So say you're going camping on the weekend and then it's raining uh, there's nothing you did or could have prevented that from raining. And so it's your own mindset. It's your own suffering that you're creating for yourself in those situations of your expectations of what how you wanted the world to look. The same with traffic. You know, how narcissistic is it that we think that everyone needs to drive how we want them to drive? And so by being able to think outside of yourself and, and say... You know, things are unfolding in the world that are outside of my control. Uh, And whether or not you believe that that's a a deity or spiritual or whatever your belief system is, either way, there's something outside of you that you have no control over. And so letting go of that, letting go of the expectations, letting go of the clinging of how the world is supposed to unfold, or I'm going to be unhappy. I mean, that's just going to make you unhappy all the time because you have your one version of the world and there's no way that that version is going to unfold how you think it's going to unfold. That's that's awesome. Let's talk for just a second about the relationships, the
0: the emotional component of transformation that takes place, particularly with people, accountability, partners, spouse, others. Talk about the uh, power of these folks in your life to help you to be uh, make these transitions.
1: Yeah, I think about how many people there are that. are ahead of me that I'm able to tap into just because of the relationships we have. Uh, even just going to events like podcast movement to connect with with folks that are doing really interesting work. Uh, oftentimes we live in our town and there aren't a bunch of people that are thinking like podcasters and thinking like entrepreneurs and and creating and cultivating that community of who's going to have influence on your life is really important. And, and so even keeping up those relationships for me um, by not being stressed out all the time, by not being maxed out with my time, I then intentionally take time to call friends or to check in with people that are doing interesting things in the world. And it's not that I'm doing this so that I can pick that person's brain for business. It's that I want to genuinely find out how they're doing. And then we naturally are going to talk about what's working in our lives, but it's not, I'm going to be friends with this person because they'll help me with business. It's this person is going to fill in a part of my life to just help me feel better in life, more grounded, have more voices and perspectives that then helps me make decisions um, that are more grounded rather than reactionary.
0: Well, that's, uh, that's awesome how that's all integrated together. And you've already mentioned some of the habits that people can do. You talk about your health habits, your sleeping habits. Those are all important uh, components to life uh, transformation, overcoming adversity. What are people going to find in your, your new book here is called Thursday is the New Friday. I know you talk about kind of contracting a 60-hour work weekend to, you know, having a long weekend. That almost sounds unreasonable in many ways. But what are people going to find in your book and how is this going to help them to train? transform? transform over adversity to achieve success in their life.
1: Yeah. So the process we go through within the book is we start with your internal inclinations. And so we start on the inside because so many of these productivity books, you start with, here's what you got to do. You got to set aside this time and this, we don't even start with, well, is your posture towards your work even correct? Uh, is the way that you're thinking about the work even correct? Like why give the how, if we don't even know the why? So we start internally. Uh, then we move into the slowing down and why the brain research supports this slowing down actually helps us do our work better. And then we move into the productivity. And so that process brings together two different types of books that typically are on opposite ends of the spectrum. We've often got the productivity books that are very prescriptive. Here's the five steps. Here's the seven steps. Do it my way or get out. Uh, whereas my book is more of a menu teaching you how to think and experiment in a way that you can then adjust and change over time. Or on the other side, we often have these kind of woo woo books, put up a vision board, don't do anything and expect the universe to hand you your new car. Um, um, but, but this actually brings together what, what's the best part of the brain research of slowing down and how does that actually inform our productivity so that you as a thinking adult can actually bring things together in a different way.
0: Awesome. Lots of great
1: tools there. So just one more thing here,
0: uh, Joe, tell us about a person or situation that has been impacted by this type of teaching. I'd hear a testimonial, good news story about how this has influenced somebody.
1: Yeah, I remember. uh, So I host this event every summer uh, called Slowdown School. Um, So these entrepreneurs fly into northern Michigan. uh, We pick them up in a big yellow school bus and we slowly drive them out to Lake Michigan. And we stay on this campus right on Lake Michigan. And for two days, we slow down. We go for hikes. I bring in an executive chef that has partnerships with local farms. So the salad bar is amazing. They know where every carrot came from. Uh, And then you know, we bring in massage therapists, yoga teachers, and genuinely slow down for two days. And we just let our brains rest. And then on Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday morning, we run full tilt towards people's businesses. So on Wednesday morning, after we had slowed down for a couple of days, um, this guy who had come to this event twice, his name is Michael Glavin. Michael is from the Chicagoland area. He has a group counseling practice there. He does this amazing couples therapy work. Uh, and he had been trying to really get this work down into a book. And I remember the first sprint that we did, uh, he went outside and decided he was going to work on the structure of his book for this 20-minute sprint. And in 20 minutes, he got done his first nine chapters outlined with three to five points in each chapter. And and this thing that had been just kind of hanging over his head for months, he got done in 20 minutes. And what's great about slowdown school, and when we're implementing these ideas of slowing down to then speed up is it becomes a springboard into how these people live life back home. It's not like slow down school is the only place that they learn to slow down and then speed up. It's that they've gotten a glimpse into, whoa, I just got months of work done in 20 minutes. Uh, And so for Michael and for a lot of the participants, um, when we do slow down school together, they see this glimpse into a new method of using the neuroscience to inform how we do our regular everyday work to get more done and to feel less stressed in the process amazing
0: stuff there we appreciate uh, all that insight you have the the name of the book is thursday is the new friday where he helps people to work fewer hours, make more money and spend more time doing what you want. We heard a great testimonial about that here uh, today. You can find find him at practiceofthepractice.com and all the links to everything about Joe Sanok is going to be on our website, drbradmiller.com. Thank you for being our guest today, Joe, on the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Bradmiller. All right. Many thanks to Joe Sannock, the author of Thursday is the is the New Friday. Our guest here today on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. I promised you a couple of do's, what you can take action to about to do out of our a conversation with Joe Sannock. So here's just two things, two takeaways. One is to identify the inclinations you have in your life. Those things would tend to draw you into a certain pattern in life to identify them in order to do something about them. And the second thing is to slow down in order to accomplish more. And he gives a lot of these things. And here's your action point. Here's your call to action here, friends. You could go to his website, joesanak.com slash experiments. And there's where you can find some of the processes that he uses to help you to slow down and to identify your inclinations. So I'm going to be taking that in order to apply them to my life. Here in the Beyond the Adversity uh, podcast, we talk to a lot of great authors and teachers like Joe Sanok. You can always go to our uh, website, drbradmiller.com, and find well over 160 episodes of this podcast where we help people to identify the adversities that happen in their life and then find the process in order to overcome them to have a life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. That's what brings me meaningfulness in life. That's what gives my life purpose. And we are here to serve you, the good people, the Beyond Adversity audience. So we invite you to come back next week for another great guest and teaching to help you to grow through what you go through. So until next time, friends, good people, this is Dr. Brad Miller. Now, go do all the good that you can.